I'm trying to find the script that was that pause. Do you have it up? Uh, yeah, I've got it. Okay, I'll let you. Okay, that. I, 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 I did it in one take last time, just a reminder. <laughs> Everyone and welcome to the Protagonist Podcast. I'm Todd Mack here with Joseph Tarowski, and normally each week we look at a great character and a great story, but today is a special, special day. Special for a couple of reasons. Reason number one, it's the holiday season, and it's time to do a special holiday episode. And reason number two, which is possibly more important, is that today is our 50th anniversary. Big 5-0. 50th episode. And... We've never missed a week. That's 50 weeks in a row that we've posted a podcast. Uh, we have battled internet issues. We have recorded from opposite sides of the Atlantic Ocean. International borders can't stop us. <laughs> uh, we've had several guests. It has been quite an awesome ride, but this is 50 episodes. So thank you, listeners, for being with us for 50 episodes. We hope you enjoy our special, special Christmas episode today i feel like it's worth noting this is the 50th episode there was one wholesale re-recording of an episode <laughs> yeah, so so it is the 51st 51st recording yes uh yeah um it turns out we need to get our sea legs under us our podcasting legs under us for the yeah. first episode and the audio on our very first recording was not listenable yeah <laughs> so bad so, so that so, was yeah. zero that was uh, 0. 0.1 yes <laughs> But you may be wondering, dear listener, what is our special episode today? <laughs> what could we possibly have in store for you? We, we, in the past, we've had drafts. We've had uh, weird children's <laughs> entertainment. We have had a Mount Rushmore fear. And today, we are digging deep into obscure Christmas specials. <laughs> because if you did not know, there have been a lot of Christmas specials. Our producer, Andrew, would you like to tell us how many you were able to find? Well... Upwards of 150. Now, these are not Christmas specials, strictly speaking. These are Christmas films. Yes, yes. We're, we're, this is not just like special episodes of a TV show that we're going to be discussing or, um, you know, half hour, you know, primetime children's. This is, this is not the Claymation California Raisins Christmas special. No. What we're going to be doing <laughs> is we're going to be using the titles of fully produced hour and a half to two hour long Christmas films. Some of these will have been made for Cable companies, uh, Hallmark does a lot of these, ABC Family. I don't actually know where most of these come from because what our game is, <laughs> it is, um, think think Balderdash. Our producer, Andrew, looked through obscure Christmas movie titles. No, just the standard ones, really. <laughs> okay. But he then sent Todd and myself, he sent us uh, six titles of things that have been produced with directors, writers, actors, Everything. He just gave us the titles, and then Todd and I have now written our 100-word summaries of what these films were, and our producer Andrew has a 100-word summary of what it actually was. So we're going to be given a title, and Todd and I will alternate who reads each of ours, and then our producer Andrew is going to read the actual one. And one point will be given to... Whoever has the one that sounds most interesting. And I think our producer, Andrew, <laughs> in telling us the real ones, can still win a point. So it's pro- possible for our producer, Andrew, to win this game. Okay, so I've, I'm going to <laughs> flip the Nerf dart to determine uh, who goes first. That is Todd. Todd gets right. to read his 
responses okay. to these titles first. Now the uh, well, should we alternate who goes first? Yeah. Round? So so first round is is Todd goes first. The title of this one is Snow Two Brain Freeze, and I want you all to know that we have upgraded our. Uh, point logging system from carpet to napkin. <laughs> yes, he has a, a, a pen and a napkin that he'll be giving tally marks for. All so, right. Todd, did that seem clear? Any clarification need before we start in? I don't think so. All right. So, <laughs> get the, the title for this first film is Snow 2, numeral 2, then colon, Brain Freeze. So, so Snow 2, Brain Freeze. Todd, what I, is that movie about in your world? I'll just say, it, it, do, in doing this... Um, it's not a matter of, of writing a good plot summary. It's a matter of writing (laughs) any plot summary. (laughs) So with that caveat in mind, here we go. Snow 2 is obviously the sequel to that holiday blockbuster that you and I all love, Snow. Uh, the story of how a little drop of water named Walter, see how I just did that, <laughs> evaporates from the ocean and after a series of adventures and a drop in temperature becomes a beautiful snowflake. Snow 2 is a darker story of how Walter melts and seeps down into the earth until he becomes part of an underground river. He eventually makes his way to a water treatment plant and finally into a giant factory where he is combined with unholy amounts of sugar and food coloring and turned into a popsicle destined to cause brain freeze to some poor, unsuspecting child. The end. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. We were dead <laughs> the whole time. Did not see that plot coming. <clears throat> All right. Um, should we do my, my fake plot or the real plot next? I think the fake plot is, uh, yeah, fake plots All first right. and, and real but plot first, is the But first, Todd, that was, that was amazing. I, <laughs> hats off. Uh, I, I enjoyed the Walter pun. I will say, it's, keep an eye out for some name puns in mine. It's, <laughs> now, now, Todd, is that uh, live action? Is that Pixar? Is that... <laughs> Uh, I, as I imagine it, uh, I imagine something along the lines of Pixar. Yes. Oh, see, I, in my head, film. in my head, this was the old Rankin Bass pseudo claymation. <laughs> that would have been tough. <laughs> no, I imagine it is an animated film. I, I kept thinking about an episode of the magic school bus where they went to a water mm-hmm. treatment plant. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Well, that was, that was something else. <laughs> Joseph. All right. Uh, but I, it turns out I have a different uh, Snow 2 brain freeze summary. Okay. In the highly anticipated sequel to <laughs> Snow, Naughty or Ice, four, <laughs> four of the original six core cast members return on an adventure to stop Jack Frost from giving the holiday spirit the cold shoulder. Only oh the secret goodness. ornament of joy has the power to stop Jack Frost's plan to cancel Christmas by burying the city in snow. Will Carol and Christian be able to put their oh flirtatious squabbling on ice long enough to stop Frost's plan of introducing a seasonal <laughs> ice age? Will Eve and Nick be reunited in their love of all things Christmas and secretly for each other uh, and team up to stop Frost's snowy efforts? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, my, it's a great night ahead of us. I did enjoy writing the line, snow, naughty, or ice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, I, so you did Walter. I had, uh, was it Nick and uh, Carol? And Christian and, Eve and Carol. And Christian, yeah. yes. So yeah, yeah. I think we're, we're both uh, targeting the names. It's only round one. 
All right. Yeah, that was when I was fresh. Just wait till I'm grasping at straws in some later <laughs> rounds. Exactly. I, I, I want you to know that it's it's fortuitous that you both went for clever names, uh, important, significant names, because the actual plot to Snow 2 Brain Freeze has a name which the time might not have had so much meaning, but it sure does now. All right. So, so listeners, this is the actual plot summary uh, for Snow 2 Brain Freeze. It's three days before Christmas, and Nick Snowden... (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) And Nick Snowden forgets about spending early Christmas with his wife, Sandy, due to pressure at work. After a fight, Nick walks through a magical mirror and ends up with amnesia. Now it's up to Sandy to recharge his memory and save Christmas once and for all. But Nick's old nemesis, Buck Sager, returns and <laughs> uses Santa's amnesia to his advantage. So Nick Snowden is Santa Claus. Wow. Oh, wow. By the way. <laughs> some, didn't some, see that twist coming. Some details missing. Now, wow. I, I've got some extra stats. This was a 2008 film. Do you guys want to know what its Rotten Tomatoes percent is? So, wait, how many critics have actually reviewed Snow 2? I, I didn't check on oh, this okay. one. I'm, I'm going to guess uh, 10%. I think that this one is is aired on Hallmark and ABC Family. Oh, wow. So, okay. so this yeah, I was going to ask what cable network are you dealing with. Uh, wh- what was your guess? 10%. Todd, do you have a guess? <laughs> I, I have no idea. You uh, just heard the plot summary, Todd. Seven. <laughs> 55%. Oh, wow. <laughs> this, one's a, this one's a heavy hitter. And starring Ashley Williams as Sandy and Tom Cavanaugh. As Nick Snowden. What? Ed? <laughs> Do I and, and the finest villain on... Uh, on Flash. Yeah. Or, or uh, character oh, on Flash. Well, yeah, okay. Spoilers, everyone. There's this character on Flash. Okay. Whole season. But yeah, that's uh, that's the true plot to Snow 2 Brave All right. Uh, so... Judges? I, judges, uh, which... <laughs> Which one of these would you want to watch? And listeners, feel free in the Facebook comments to let us know which one of those you would most want to watch. The journey of the water droplet, (laughs) the efforts of Stop Jack Frost, or an amnesiatic Santa Claus being rescued by Mrs. Claus, I assume? I think some of the reindeer get involved, but that's from the expanded (laughs) synopsis. I've got reindeer later, so... Oh, I I have a reindeer appear in one of my synopses as well. Uh, I am, I'm inclined to go with either the real one or the water droplet. I, my vote would go for the water droplet. I, so, uh, let, let's all vote. And Todd, <laughs> do you have a, I mean, um, I guess you want to vote for yours, don't you? Cause well, that was the best one. It's <laughs> the water droplet. That, that was a heck I of a summary. I don't think you should force us to vote on, uh, I, I, I think I, I'm happy to let Andrew decide all right, on this. Yeah, Andrew's going to be the, all right. I'm, I'm giving it to Todd. I'm, I, yes. Yeah. I, it was a fun summary. I think it sounds like a horrible film. But. <laughs> I would watch it. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of horrible films, let's move on to round two. Would you, and, should we take a sponsor break at some point? I mean, after, uh, after, 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 after round, round three. two. After round two? Okay. After round two. Okay. Or after round three, that would be halfway. That's, that was okay. my thinking. Well, we usually do it early. Okay. Producer Andrew, do you want to get, uh, tee us up for round two? So, round two, the no doubt impending classic. Uh, you know, sometimes they take a little while to get their feet under them. <laughs> Christmas in Canaan. All right. Uh, I'll, go, I'll go first on this one. And then <laughs> please, we'll please and do. Then, uh, then we'll have the real summary of Christmas in Canaan. All right. 
Christmas Canaan, a film that has gained an unanticipated cult following, largely due to a drinking game where viewers take a swig every time a gross inaccuracy appears on screen. (laughs) (laughs) Christmas in Canaan is the story of Mary, who, while in a musty antique shop with a quirky senior citizen owner, shakes a snow globe with a nativity scene inside of it. Suddenly, Mary (laughs) finds herself in the desert of Canaan. In December, in the past, when a camel... Uh, with, I'm sorry, I could get through that sentence. Drink. Uh, uh, all right. Suddenly, Mary finds herself in the desert of Canaan, in December, in the past, and a camel with a wise man riding on it comes over a snow-covered dune. Mary accompanies the men on their journey to locate a Christmas tree to chop down and take to St. Nicholas before visiting the elves who are trying to hang a new star in the sky. The end. <laughs> the end? The end, yes. Wow. Uh, yeah. She's on the quest to uh, help chop a Christmas tree to take to St. Nicholas and help elves hang a new star in the sky. Wow. Well, shockingly, my story uh, is a little bit different than yours. <laughs> Christmas in Canaan is the cautionary tale of Blankety Blank, whose name has been withheld for reasons that will soon become obvious. When Blankety is young, he falls in with the wrong crowd. At first, Blankety's misbehavior is mild. He chews with his mouth open at the dinner table, and he sings silly songs in church. When Blankety gets a bit older, his behavior becomes increasingly worrisome. The point of no return is when Blankety walks in through the exit doors at Old Navy. One bad deed eventually leads to another until Blankety finds himself spending Christmas behind bars in the United States Penitentiary Canaan in Waymark, (laughs) Pennsylvania. The end. Wow, it's a dark finale. Yeah, <laughs> Dicey. Uh, I had elves hanging a star. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The, uh, it's a real place, by the way. Yeah, I I, I know because I uh, I you looked up some, <laughs> looked some options <laughs> some options for Canaan. Yeah, I was uh, looking into uh, real world Canaans that it exist didn't right just now. jump out at you like that has to be the story. <laughs> now, wh- where was your Canaan? It's in Pennsylvania. 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 Yeah. Pennsylvania. Okay. Right. Here's the real Christmas. Waymark. Somewhere, somewhere in, in Waymark, between the two of yours, I think. <laughs> splitting, <laughs> splitting the difference, as it were. Christmas in Canaan. DJ and Rodney don't like each other from the start. Rodney thinks DJ is an ignorant white farm boy, and DJ thinks Rodney acts too smart for his own good. After a school bus scuffled between the two, DJ's father and Rodney's grandmother come up with a clever solution that brings the boys closer than either of them would like. Living in Canaan, Texas in the 1960s does not make it easy for a black boy and a white boy to forge a friendship. It is only amid the magic of an unforgettable Christmas that DJ and Rodney discover a land of milk and honey where hope and love make all the difference. Wow. Wow, what a summer. That that last line, that is something the else. Can you read that last line one more time? They discover... It is only amid the magic of an unforgettable Christmas that DJ and Rodney discover a land of milk and honey where hope and love make all the difference. <laughs> all right. Uh, 2009. Percentages. So this one was also on Rotten Tomatoes? Mm-hmm. Uh, 40%. 43%. 69. Oh, my goodness. Wow. Starring... Billy Ray Cyrus. Wow. Tom Heaton and Jay Sean Fisher. Wow. Unbelievable. Billy Ray. I, I have this terrible soft spot for Billy Ray because when I worked for a TV company, one of my jobs was previewing shows um, because we need time codes for commercial breaks and things like that. And one of the shows I previewed was Doc, which starred Billy Ray Cyrus as a doctor from Montana 
coming to New York oh, City. Oh, yes. I have, I, a, watched... uh, I have a soft spot for Billy Ray Cyrus because of the boot scoot and boogie. <laughs> well, there's that, too. But, yeah, uh, I, watched, I, I watched, like, four seasons of Doc. Uh, I have no soft spot for Billy Ray. <laughs> uh, I enjoy saying his name, though. It is a great, great name. Billy Ray Cyrus. Billy Ray Cyrus. Ray Cyrus. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, uh, okay. Wait, we need uh, decisions on that one. <laughs> Must a point be awarded? <laughs> <laughs> which, which would you rather watch? <laughs> I mean... That drinking game sounds kind of special. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 you may have caught a couple of historical yeah, inaccuracies. With, uh, with that in mind, I think uh, I think Christmas in Canaan by Joseph Jarowski would be <laughs> right. the wow. most popular. And again, listeners, if you disagree, feel free to let us know <laughs> which one you would okay. have rather watched. All right, uh, Producer Andrew, would you like to set up our third option? I think we'll stick with Todd going first and me and yeah. then getting the real one. I like getting the real one at the end. Yeah. I think so, the real one's spoiling our summaries. So, the custom Mary. That's it. That's the whole title. <laughs> Listeners, if you're waiting for something more, it's just <laughs> there, called... There's no column. There's no... Yeah, just the, custom, the subtitle. The custom, custom Mary. Mary. <clears throat> this story takes place in the year 2100. Humans have mastered space travel, and the ultimate Christmas destination is, you guessed it, Mars, because it is the red planet. An extremely lonely man named Tim goes online one day and custom orders a Mary, a robotic companion with whom Tim can play cards and board games on his upcoming trip to Mars. It turns out, however, that there are ghosts in the machine, and this custom Mary has much more of a soul than Tim ever imagined. She teaches Tim the real meaning of Christmas and convinces him to shut her down and go back home and give his also lonely mother a Christmas hug. The end. She convinces him to shut her down. <laughs> that was, yes. yeah, I, I didn't see that coming. The that sentient was a plot machine. machine. Yeah, sacrificing itself. A little plot twist there. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, my version of the custom Mary shockingly differed. <laughs> Joseph is an artisanal wooden furniture maker from a small town <laughs> in the Midwest who once enjoyed hand-carving unique nativity sets. However... When his wife dies during the holiday season, he vows never to carve a nativity again. Oh, Noelle man. is an independent woman with a fast-track career in New York City who ignores the holidays, except for setting out a hand-carved nativity set her father gave her. When the Mary figure from her nativity breaks, Noelle and her mom seek out the artist who originally carved it to make her another one. At first, Joseph refuses, but will Noelle be able to rekindle his Christmas spirit, and will a more personal spark develop between Joseph and Noelle? I just got goosebumps. <laughs> it's a, I, I like that, that one like a, a really lot. Good film. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I was uh, channeling Hallmark for that yeah, one. That was, that was my... Sure, I was trying sure to stay were. in the Hallmark lane. Yeah. I was channeling Philip K. Dick. <laughs> I caught that. I caught it. You know, there was a, a whisper of, of, of Philip K. Dick in the universe. <laughs> Again, somehow I'm splitting the difference with the real thing. Uh, the custom... It's about a man in the Midwest who makes robotic... <laughs> nativity. <laughs> nativity scenes. <laughs> <laughs> and a woman from Mars. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. Huh. The story of the custom Mary involves two preachers and a scientist. We were almost there, Todd. You and I. <laughs> <laughs> who discover two drops of Jesus Christ's blood. Wow. Whoa. They use this material to clone Christ and to impregnate the young Mary <laughs> with Wait, Christ's what? DNA. <laughs> Along he really the way, is Philip K. Dick. <laughs> <laughs> Along the way, Mary becomes involved with a lowrider mechanic named Joe, 
but their relationship is tested when Mary's pregnancy does not go as planned. Oh my goodness. Mary undergoes a transformation of faith while finding new relationships on the dangerous streets of East Los Angeles. What, what, can you tell me what, what network uh, greenlit this? I can't. I couldn't find much information on it, actually. <laughs> Mostly just the name and the synopsis. Okay. I've, I've never heard of the customary, which I find shocking after hearing wow. that. Uh, so, yeah, just that was a sci-fi, uh, but but sticking to the, the Christmas story, but with sci-fi. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I cannot get over how weird that is. Yeah. <laughs> two preachers and a scientist who <laughs> find two drops yeah okay did not see that one coming at all yeah that's that's why it's on this list is because i looked at that and i said Whoa, what? <laughs> what what is this the first version my first version of custom mary had to do with a t a tsa agent called mary <laughs> who worked in the customs the customs but i just couldn't i just couldn't find oh, the end of the story custom. okay <laughs> you, you had the premise but you couldn't find the story you yeah i just couldn't that find it there uh, okay the the notes on this one starring Alicia Sixtos and James Jolly. I, I'm not, but James Jolly is a great name for an actor in a Christmas movie. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good point. <laughs> not familiar with his work, but he he was you know right right genre. He comes in uh, for his for the script reading, and they say we don't even want to hear you read. Your name's Jolly. You're in. <laughs> 2011. And what uh, are your guesses on the? I don't even want to know. I, I, I five. <laughs> uh, Three. So, so there have been seven user ratings, no critic ratings, and all seven of those users gave it five for five. It is a one hundred percent. Those user, five users were the entire production staff user behind this, yeah. and they Came are in and rated James it Jolly. <laughs> Listener James Jolly. Yeah, They're, uh, it's, it's uh, Alicia. What's her name? Sixtus. Sixtus. Yeah. For it's, a second, I thought you were going to say Silverstone. I was like, no. whoa, whoa, what happened to her? No, wow. No, but it's marked as 100% on user reviews. No. All seven of them. Well, okay, uh, so which, uh, who, who gets a point for that round? I, I mean, when it comes down it's to so it. It's so hard. <laughs> Todd and I both got goosebumps from Joseph's description. I mean, that was, that was really feasible. <laughs> was <laughs> compared to the but two others does anyone have a contact with hallmark channel <laughs> I, I, I am gonna say this in my own defense you could watch a, any other hallmark film and you would get the same wouldn't you want to see the story of tim and the robotic mary <laughs> just to just to see i mean frankly the the one i want to see least is the real one <laughs> Well done, Todd. I think we we cleared a hurdle there. Yes, we cleared the bar barely. Uh, but I'm wow. going to give it to Joseph. Okay, on this one, I I just want to say, hair. I did enjoy much like I, I enjoyed writing the name of snow, naughty or eyes. I really enjoyed artisanal wooden furniture maker. <laughs> the word yeah. artisanal is just fun to throw into something. Yes, that was a really that was really well done. All right, uh, Todd, yes. have you ever had anyone ask how they could support this podcast? Uh, yes, I have. And how, how do you answer that question? I say you go to patreon.com slash protagonist and you make a little monthly donation and it helps our, helps us keep the lights on. That's way easier than just finding Todd or I and throwing money at us. It's, this is the easier way. Yes. Much easier. Yeah. So, uh, please listeners, uh, take a moment this holiday season and, uh, think about our 50th episode 
and some of you, I dare say, have probably listened to all 50 episodes. <laughs> Bless your hearts. Uh, and possibly consumed the media discussed therein. <laughs> and uh, yes. uh, spoiler warning, we will have a year-end review, and we may kind of look back less fondly on some of our early efforts and say we were, we were learning. <laughs> <laughs> and we continue to learn. But, yeah. um, but just take a minute and think about how much has, has those, have those 50 episodes been worth to you? And uh, consider giving us a donation. It makes a huge difference for us. All right. Well, round four. Christmas in Boston. So generic. The name <laughs> of this one. I had nowhere to I mean, go. With. I mean, Kanan definitely gave a little more spark. Yeah. Like I started, like Todd, looking for Kanans that are here in the U.S. I also thought of the biblical Kanan that, you know, got taken out. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but Christmas in Boston, nice and vague. Really could go anywhere. Yes. Uh, uh, I'm up first for this one, right, Todd? Yep, go right ahead. Okay. <laughs> Snarky adolescent siblings, Gabe and Susie, have to spend their Christmas with their grandparents in Boston. In order to make their grandchildren appreciate Christmas more, Grandma and Grandpa Kringle pretend to be miserly <laughs> Scrooges who hate the season. Gabe and Susie, who were at first derisive and cynical about Christmas, find they miss the decorations and the music and the traditions. They beg Grandma and Grandpa to let them go get a Christmas tree but are refused. After going to bed sullen and sad on Christmas Eve, they wake up on Christmas morning to discover that Grandma and Grandpa spent the night decorating the entire house, and Christmas has a new significance for everyone. Wow. You really you really uh, took this seriously. I do want to point out the name. So in all of these, I've been using names. Let's see, I've had uh, some that are quite obvious. I like the Kringles. Christmas, Christmas references. So in, in the first one, I had uh, Carol and Christian, and then Nick and Eve. So you know, St. Nick, Carol, Christian, obviously. Yes. Eve, Christmas Eve. Eve. Mary was in Christmas and Caden. That was the start of that one. Then we had Joseph and Noel. So, yes. Yeah. Uh, this one, Gabe is, uh, of course, short for Gabriel, and Susie is Susie Snowflake. It's <laughs> where I got the name Susie. <laughs> who's, who's, who's Susie Snowflake? There's a song, a little Susie. Susie Snowflake Here dancing on the window. Um, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. There's a song uh, called Susie Snowflake. Yes. Uh, so Christmas one. It. So I've been. I, I was trying to find Christmas-related names for all those, and I just enjoyed Gabe and Susie. 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 That's not a name. Gabe. Susie. <laughs> Gabe and Susie. Yeah, I kind of ran out of Christmas names after uh, Walter. Well, Walter's <laughs> not really Christmas <laughs> name. <either>. <laughs> 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 you, you just gave Christmas, up on names. <clears throat> Christmas in Boston. This is a riveting documentary about Christmas in Boston. Matt Damon, sporting his best Boston accent, narrates, taking viewers on a magical Christmas journey through one of America's most historical cities. Christmas in Boston includes watching people drink themselves silly while eating Dunkin' Donuts and hearing them say great Bostonian phrases like, is your mar upstairs? Or, where did you park the car? Whoa, whoa. Is, is there a Bostonian on this podcast? Damon shows how Bostonians of all po- both political parties, the Democrats and the Socialists, find a way to come together during the holidays. The film concludes with a beautiful rendition of Sleigh Bells performed at Harvard, played by the Boston Pops Orchestra and sung by the aptly named Winter Hill Gang. The end. <laughs> Just let that sink in for a minute. You took everything you could about Boston. <laughs> Yeah, you got the you got the mob. You got Matt <laughs> you, Damon, Dunkin' Donuts. Completely accurate accents on display. <laughs> yes. Why'd you pack the car? <laughs> That's all I got. All right. Uh, I am eager to find out what 
Christmas in Boston really was. It, I feel like it has a lot less to do with Boston than either of you thought. <laughs> Gina and Seth became pen pals when they were in the sixth grade. It is now 13 years later, oh. and they still have been writing to each other, but they have not met. She is a journalist while he is a toy inventor. An opportunity arises <laughs> when there is a toy convention in Boston. <laughs> they decide to meet. <clears throat> One problem. They've been exchanging pictures of their better-looking friends. <laughs> <laughs> when they actually do meet for the first time, it is not all fireworks. Can they reveal themselves to each other before it's too late? Or is it? Wow. All right. <laughs> now, uh, it's worth noting, in, in a longer synopsis, I learned uh, the two friends that they've been sending pictures of are also, like, they convince them to do the meeting. Oh. And so there are four major players going on. <laughs> so, so they're each pretending, like, the two uh, false, false, false versions of meet, meet each other. And then the two real ones have to meet each other at some point. <laughs> Oh, oh wow. so confusing. So, yeah, there's there's all four of them going. I think it gets to... What were their names? Uh, Gina and Seth. So do not Gina and not Seth fall in love? I, I think that's the yeah, implication. I, 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 I mean, I, I didn't watch it. How could they not? How could they not? All right. I'm totally lost. You lost me when you said toy inventor. I just thought, <laughs> I, I don't know where this a is. A journalist and a toy inventor. It's the, the classic couple. Yes. This, is, this one's 2005. You guys got votes on the uh, percentages on this one? I'm going to guess uh, 40 Eighty-seven. Sixty-six. Oh, oh. People That's like amazing. their holiday shows, even yeah, if I've never heard of them. <laughs> one of my favorite parts about this one is on IMDb, the image for the film is a picture of the double feature box set featuring Christmas in Boston and Santa Baby 2. Why is Santa Baby 2 not in a box set with Santa Baby? <laughs> I think because it came out years before. Wow. Uh, this one stars Marla Sokoloff, Patrick J. Adams, Lindy Booth, and Jonathan Cherry. And I don't know uh, who any of them are. But hey, you know, they've, they've been in the film. I mean, this, this was... Uh, this has been sitting in the lineup probably the longest. Like when you were looking over names of yes. episodes? <laughs> I, I saw Christmas in Boston, and I clicked on the link to see the synopsis, and I said, yep, that one's going in. <laughs> That's a keeper. You should put Santa Baby 2 on the list. <laughs> I, believe, I believe the full title is Santa Baby 2 Christmas Maybe. <laughs> we, we, I could have had a lot of fun with Santa Baby 2. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Oh, so, wait, so wait. We, we got to avoid the, po- the points. Yes, there, there's points that have to be dished out for this one. Okay, so it was Matt Damon. <laughs> Every Boston element you can imagine. <laughs> and it was... Uh, grandparents who are trying to teach their grandparents. Curmudgeonly to, grandparents to, in Boston. But they're just pretending to be curmudgeonly. Mm-hmm. That's the facade. I'm giving this one to the actual Christmas in Boston. Oh, oh this yes, is the one I want to see. Yeah. Well, there's a toy maker, Todd. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, and and you know, so much romantic confusion going on. Yeah. Yes. You ready for holidays? <laughs> Hol- holidays. Okay. Yes. I, uh, Producer Andrew, could you explain? <laughs> that's uh, that's spelled H O L I D A Z E, as in you are in a daze. I think that my best uh, my best synopses are behind me at this point. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you're running out of steam here. At, the end. Like, at this point, yeah. I was running out of steam. <clears throat> Are you ready? I'm yes, first, yeah. right? Yeah. Holidays is the story of trapeze artists Alfredo and Elvira. Well, you win, Todd. Just right now. <laughs> just, just now, you've won, as far as I'm concerned. One fateful night, while performing one of their high-flying routines in New York City, Alfredo and Elvira crash into each other, knocking heads. They are both unconscious and rush to the hospital, and while they're being treated, the circus leaves town without them. When they regain consciousness, they must join forces to make it back to the circus by Christmas Eve. The show must go on. The only problem? Both Alfredo and Elvira are are still a bit woozy from their head injuries, and making it through the maze of New York City is not easy when you are in a holidays. <laughs> your, your vocal inflection got really dark at the end. There you go. <clears throat> now, so they don't like have amnesia. They don't like they still recognize each other after yeah, their head injuries just, and everything. Uh, they're just. Uh, they, they just, just work for the worst circus ever. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, our trapeze artist got hurt. Well, uh, we're moving on to the yeah. next town. Next town. Yes. <laughs> Carney life. <laughs> I mean, the show must go on. <laughs> what? But they, that's the trapeze show portion. <laughs> I don't know. That's, what, that's all I could come up with. <laughs> that's the sequel, Andrew. No. What did the circus do without their trapeze artists? <laughs> oh, man. And then the bitterness when they make it back. <laughs> They're like, hey, guys. <laughs> All right. Uh, what, what do you have for holidays? You know, the nuts and bolts are pretty similar to Todd's, actually. <laughs> <laughs> not, not exactly, but but you'll see. Maybe we're just both channeling our inner Joseph Campbell, and we wrote a hero's journey. Yes. Um, after eating two boxes of candy canes in one night, Joy <laughs> falls asleep under her Christmas tree and wakes up in a cotton candy magic land populated by Christmas puppets. In order to return home, Joy must use the aid of her new friends, Frank the Reindeer and Holly the Talking Pine Tree, <laughs> to go and locate the runners to Santa's sleigh that are missing. Upon returning the runners to Santa's sleigh, they promise that Santa will fly her back to her home. Wow. You mean runners like, like the no, like sleigh... the actual sleigh runner things under... Right. Not, not the reindeer. Gotcha. Which, by the way, Frank the Reindeer, frankincense. Got it. <laughs> wow. So yeah, uh, d- yeah, Todd, we we were kind of close on that we one. We were I kind mean, of close. Uh, different different angles. You, but. You, you couldn't have had Frank and Murray. Oh oh oh, oh dear! Oh missed opportunity. That's better. That, that's better. <laughs> <laughs> what, what was the name of the pine tree I had? Uh, Holly. Holly. Holly's not bad. Yeah, but it's no Murray. Uh, Frank and Murray. <laughs> Murray should be a penguin though. <laughs> all right, the Christmas all right. penguin. Yeah, we're spitballing here. That that's getting added to the next draft when we're going to pitch I... this to the networks. There's Murray the penguin. <laughs> and it's spelled I like am on pins and needles, waiting for the tr- the true synopsis of holidays. <laughs> all right, holidays. Mel- Hold on, that just sounded like hollandaise sauce. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's it's not a weird sort of mustard based <laughs> topping. All right. Melody, high-powered corporate workaholic for a retail conglomerate, is happy to spend the holidays jet-setting with her girlfriends. <laughs> However, she's in for an unpleasant surprise when her boss sends her to her sleepy hometown to convince the reluctant townspeople to allow them to build a new discount store. Uh, those discount stores. <laughs> Take out a mom-and-pop operation. <laughs> Now, forced to reconnect with her family and her childhood sweetheart, Carter, her task is not so simple, as all are vehemently opposed to everything Melody's company stands for. 
Desperate to get out of town and back to her real life, Melody takes a spill and wakes up in an alternate universe where she never... (laughs) Yes, Yes, it had to happen. It's, 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 uh, it's, uh, you've got mail meets babes in Toyland. <laughs> there's still, there's still two, three sentences. <laughs> there was an alternate universe. I, yeah. I did not see that coming. Yeah. Melody ah. takes a spill and wakes up in an alternate universe where she never left home and is married to Carter. Exclamation point there. Once determined to leave her small-town life behind, Melody must make sense of her new life and decide if you truly can go home again. What? I, I don't I, know. I this, vote for the real one. I vote for the real one. That this was one, Also, like, this one, grammatically, was, was tricky to get through. Like, the summary wasn't well-written online? <laughs> yeah, I, that's how I okay, would describe I, it. Because uh, there were some, some clause structures and... Do you... What network was this on, do you know? Uh, I'm pretty sure this one is a uh, Hallmark. Yeah. Wow. 2013. Well, I, I would From there, you Until know. you introduced the alternate dimension, I was 100% this is a Hallmark one. But... <laughs> I think it still is. <laughs> they, they were throwing a twist. Uh, percent is it? Percents? Hmm? Uh, 90. They're, people are going high. 97. <laughs> 36. This is one of the <laughs> low ones. <laughs> Just when I thought I understood the system. <laughs> and uh, you know how you know it's a, a hallmark? Who's is, in it? Is it's got Jenny Garth, which is a name I vaguely recognize. Uh-huh. And Cameron Matheson, which is a name I do not vaguely recognize. Exactly. When you said, how do you know it's a hallmark? I'm like, what star of a 90s sitcom? <laughs> yeah. so, Jenny Garth. I'm like, that sounds kind of familiar. That's someone who's trying sitcom. acting. Yeah. Wow. Well, everyone in every single one of these things has done more to make films than I ever have, so I can't knock them. <laughs> that is true. Well, I mean, you've you've put a cassette tape in a <laughs> Well, that's true. I, I did make some amateur and films. And thrown a rubber ducky at a stuffed deer. <laughs> yes. We made some great films in uh, oh, high school. Oh, yeah. Quality stuff. Darth Derivative. Oh, yeah. That, that marshmallow project. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, point for holidays. Yeah, we're giving that to the... The real one. Remind I'm me what was comfortable doing the real ones. Yeah, Valerie. over trapeze artists, which is which and mine nice. was the human in the puppet wonderland. I think this is uh, definitely the first round where I want all three of these to be well. <laughs> He's like, wait, no, the puppets. Never I, mind. No, no I, that I, one was a little weird. I, I don't mind two of these being real. I'm a little sad that the one that is real is the one that, is <laughs> that already exists. But uh, but I, I appreciate getting the point for it. Yes, I completely. Lost all you, you lost it. Yeah, I lost it when you threw in the alternate dimension. I was I was on the floor. Wow. All right, who's first for our final entry? I think you are. One. Okay. So we've we've got uh wishing and hoping. And do not put a G on either of those listeners. Yeah, don't and don't confuse this with a song. This is just wishing and hoping. <clears throat> Ivy a widowed mother of a precocious six-year-old is wishing for a nice man to enter her life this Christmas. Angel is hoping for a new relationship this holiday season. <laughs> While Ivy takes her daughter Beth out, out around New York City on New Year's Eve, Angel takes his niece Gloria out to see the Christmas sights in the same city. By chance, they go see the same sights in the same order. The two young girls end up playing together with display toys at FAO Schwartz and choosing candy together at Dylan's Candy Bar, but their mom and their uncle haven't spoken yet. The girls, knowing their mom and uncle are looking for love, conspire to get them to meet 
at the Rockefeller Plaza Ice Rink, the last stop of their day's journey. But will the girl's new Christmas wish come true? Wow. Beth was for Bethlehem. Oh, yeah. I wasn't sure. Yeah. Yeah. You sound, uh, It seems to me that you have watched a fair share of... Uh, Hallmark Christmas. It's movies. feeling like you've watched more than I have. I've uh you've really internalized the model. <laughs> I feel like you've got it. So there was okay. There was one Christmas season where my sister Kate was staying with us for a week and we watched mm. a bunch and we're trying to figure out how we could like tweak <laughs> She just left the Hallmark channel on. Yeah, but we were trying to figure out how to tweak the model and we were coming up with <laughs> One called Under the Light of the Christmas Tree, uh, or By the Light of the Christmas Tree, or something like that. But it was going to open in a twist for Hallmark that's a little darker than usual, with a uh, murder <laughs> <laughs> under the Rockefeller Plaza Christmas Tree. And it was going to be the cop and uh, the the um, you know the police uh, medical, what's their medical, medical examiner, uh, are, are going to butt heads in how to solve this crime. But then they're going to uh, fall in love over the Christmas Eve and Christmas Day that they're solving oh, this murder. Oh, that's sweet. That would- so that's what I really tried to, you know, I was trying to, to play with the model then and yes i, I still like, i know the beats of a hallmark that yeah. belongs in the small selective series of crossover hallmark christmas and hallmark mystery films uh along the lines of murder she baked was that <laughs> was that really one that's the that's the initial title for i think two or three some, wow. some, like there was Wait, one about do, like how do we not get murder she baked on our christmas list here right right <laughs> <laughs> Could have gone, could have gone longer. Yeah, there All was, right. uh, there <sighs> is, uh, an embarrassment of riches is, is the term for these Christmas titles. All right. All right, uh, Todd, what, what do you have for wishing and hoping? Every Christmas Eve, Randolph the reindeer shines his hooves and buffs his horns. He is wishing and hoping for that fateful phone call. As first in line on the reindeer relief team, Randolph must be ready to hitch up to Santa's sleigh at a moment's notice. Most of the film involves flashbacks as Randolph sadly recalls other heartwarming reindeer relief stories, like how Prancer was called up when Santa needed a reindeer with rhythm, and how Dasher was called up for his speed and Blitzen for her power. Strangely, Vixen's story is never told. <laughs> <laughs> another cup for you. Right. Can, you back, can, you, can you go back? Can you go back? How did you write that? Oh, you monster! All right. Can you can you go back to uh, to the description of the reindeer, please? I, wanna, I don't think you can. I really want to hear it again. Okay. Randolph's big problem? These reindeer are the Cal Ripken Juniors of draft animals. Will he ever get his big chance? (sighs) Oh, Todd, that was... By far the the best joke of the night. Yeah, I I thought... uh, Well, the setup were jokes, so I thought we had the jokes, and then the real joke came. That was well-structured humor. World-class comedy. All right. Uh, But... uh, you guys want the, uh, yeah, the let's real? Yeah, let's the real Wish It and Hope. Unfortunately, wishing it couldn't be delivered by a world-class comedian that can not laugh at his own joke. I'm out, I'm out. Oh, my, my belly hurts. <laughs> it was a good ab workout tonight. <laughs> All right, you, you, get, you ready for the real Wishing and Hope? Yes. Yes, please. Right. 
fifth grader Felix Funicello. Funicello. <laughs> yeah, you know. The cousin of famous Mickey Mouse Club what? Mouseketeer and teen idol movie actress Annette Funicello lives in the fictional small town of Three Rivers, Connecticut. In 1964, he and his classmates at St. Alius, not Aloysius, I checked, St. <laughs> Alius Gonzaga Parochial School have a momentous fall semester after substitute teacher Madame Frechette and Zenya, a new student from Russia, arrive. Madame Frechette implements a new concept for the school's Christmas pageant, and competition for key roles ensues. The story is narrated in the present day by Felix as an adult. Todd, why did you not think of that? <laughs> I, I don't know. That is, that is the real story of wishing and hoping. <laughs> that was so weird, <laughs> what you just described. Like, there was no plot. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's a little bit, like... So, with the narration and everything, I think they're going for, like, a Christmas story vibe. Yeah, but... Oh, but, like, a not yeah, great yeah. rendition of it. <laughs> now, that's a, that's only a 2014 uh, Wait, release. That's... that's recent. It's set in the 60s. Okay. It's a recent film. This did not have a percent for reviews. It had a preemptive, like, pre-release <laughs> percent for people who wanted to see it. 67% want to see it. <laughs> so enough people took the time to click, no, I don't want to see it, to drag or, that down to 67%. They uh, wanted to see it, I guess. Because it don't came know, out last year. Yeah. Don't know how it did. Uh, uh, Madame Frechette is played by Molly Ringwald. What? The narrator is Chevy Chase. What? Wow. And I don't know what role he plays, but Meatloaf is in it. <laughs> we should have played a game of casting this. <laughs> I know. The, I didn't recognize the names of any of the young actors, but <laughs> Molly Ringwald, Chevy Chase, and Meatloaf, I do recognize. Wow. That's amazing. I must find this now. <laughs> it sounded so nonsensical, and with that cast, oh. Meatloaf. Now, Chevy Chase not in it, just narrating, just narrating I think. It. He plays the the adult Felix Funicello. Wow. All right. Uh, Point? So, I, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Okay, what was yours, Joseph? I can't even remember. <laughs> uh, oh, it was uh, the the couple in New York City. It was it was late. It was too too hallmarky. It, we obviously, Tom was it was the couple oh, with the with the daughter and the niece? Yeah, and the, the daughter and the niece that are playing at all the sites that they go see. I really like that plot, though. Well, again, if anyone has a contact, with you Hallmark, can you I've can got, tweet. You can I've got some gold for you. As, as we've learned, you can change that name, no problem. Yes. You can call it whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. Um. And Todd's was... <laughs> the reindeer that's hoping to get called up to the big leagues? Yeah. Oh. I, I'm... Like, I'm gonna have to go with Todd. Yes, like, that's, yes. That yes. had us in stitches. <laughs> for for much longer than the recording reflects, listeners. Let yeah, me tell we, you. We, we cut out some laughter when we were unable to go on podcasting. <laughs> Which, uh, Producer Andrew, what does that leave our tally? That leaves us at a three-way tie. It doesn't two, really. Two and two. Yes. Two, two, and two for Hallmark. So I, wait, <laughs> I won for Wishing and Hoping and for Brain Freeze. The, and yes, Brain Freeze. So the Snow first two and last. Brain Freeze. Use the proper name, Todd. The, the Snow first, two, the Brain first Freeze, and, last. and Wishing and Hoping. I, oh, and I won, so we each got two. Yeah, I okay. won for the Custom Mary, and... Let's see, I, I had Holidays. Right. 
Um, <laughs> Which had the alternate dimension. Yes. <laughs> I love that you uh, take, in Boston I love that you're taking credit for them, well. Andrew. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because I know how to pick them. Yeah. So, I, oh, I had Chris, Chris, Chris and Kanan. Chris and, <laughs> and Kanan went to the snow globe. Yes. And the inaccuracy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Christmas and Kanan and uh, customary. Now, the real challenge is, are you going to watch any of these? <laughs> no. no. I, I, I don't, no, no. Um, I wouldn't mind watching Christmas in Boston. I wouldn't mind watching Todd's Wishing and Hoping. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, like, there's a couple movies, in, in, you know, between these 18 movies that we've described, I think there really are six winners. <laughs> Joe definitely has the uh, the formula, the, ha- the Hallmark formula down. Yeah, I, I should have gone more absurdist, which I did in some, obviously, Christmas and Kaden. <laughs> My holiday is just a little out there. But uh, for a couple, I was just channeling, what would Hallmark yes. actually make? Yeah. And I think I think some of those pitches, I think Hallmark execs might go for that. I, th- yeah. I think you could... Uh, get a little fee to sell them those rights <laughs> yeah yeah they, oh I, I will sell them i i'm not holding these precious <laughs> to me and and i think the last one joseph had is probably like the most straight up hallmarks alley like i could that one or the customary those were the two where i was really, I really like customary yeah. that was yeah. that was the best i thought yeah, i think i think you could sell those two and and they could have them in ready for 2016 oh uh, i love todd's <laughs> <laughs> That was my favorite of the night. Uh, Listeners, please let us know what your favorites of our made-up Christmas specials were uh, by leaving some feedback at facebook.com slash protagonist. Uh, if there, are, uh, if you would change any of the votes, or if you just want to let us know that you really appreciated Todd's joke about Nixon, <laughs> we'd appreciate uh, it. What a, what a great time on our 50th episode to yeah. have the best singer. <laughs> Now, Todd, you you were reworking that right before we started recording. I was, yeah. I was not that <laughs> so, joke. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> that joke told itself. Uh, once you once you were going down that path, you knew where you were going to land. Yeah, once it, once right it started, itself. it was the the way was clear before me. No, was that uh, first, those got, first couple lines were really hard, to, but uh, I think I got them in the end. We got a couple more minutes. All right, what are your actual favorite Christmas? Films or specials will go with that have absurd plots. No, do you want absurd plots, or do you just want our actual? Let's favorite? go with you, your favorite that actually does have an absurd plot. I'm trying to think of any that. Well, I mean, no, I want to go with my I have, no. Our let's just favorites. go with actual favorites because I, I don't. Have, I, I can't mentally break down. Are we going to do this in draft form or no? No, no, no just, just real quick, just, just quick a little. Around. We got like ten minutes. I'll tell you, mine uh, goes number one. It's a Wonderful Life. Number I disagree. Number two. <laughs> Uh, can I have four? Sure. Okay. Yeah, there are no so, rules for this. Uh, two, three, and four in no particular order. White Christmas, Elf, mm-hmm. and the Santa Claus. All right. Like, uh, what, like the, the... Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Tim Allen, Santa Claus. All right. For me, uh, number one is White Christmas. Number two is Muppet Family Christmas, ah, which is not so the Muppet good. Christmas Carol. The Muppet Family Christmas has... The Sesame Street Muppets, the Jim Henson Muppets, and the Fraggle Rock characters all together for Christmas. We started it watching amazing. it right after we watched uh, Christmas Sesame Street. It is so good. I love that. That it's is fantastic. Up there. And and we have a special family story with that one because we went back when Media Play was an <laughs> existing merchandiser. We went to Media Play and bought Muppet Family Christmas on VHS. This on VHS, DVD. yeah. I was, I was like nine. Yeah. You were probably wow. like thirteen. Popped it out. <laughs> 
and we put it in in the VCR and press play. Got through the previews. And then it was Father of the Bride 2. <laughs> and really? we were watching Father of the Bride 2. I really like Father of the Bride. Mis- mislabeled. Yeah. And mispackaged, but the tape inside the plastic cassette was Father of the Bride 2. Let's see. So what am I at? I've done White Christmas, uh, Muppet Family, Muppet Family Christmas. Christmas. Did I not say a third? Is that all I've said? That's all you've said so you far. Going on oh. uh, I'll probably put Elf up there mm-hmm. just for a, a modern classic. Oh, that one is. Uh, and then uh, in the number four spot. Whew. This is hard. <laughs> <laughs> to narrow it down. This is really good podcasting right now. Uh, I'll, I'll go with uh, the uh, the classic Miracle on 34th Street. Oh, that's a good one. They, the it's original? classic black and white. Yeah, the black and white. Okay. I like both, yeah. actually. I like. I really like both Miracle both, on both 34th Street. Yeah. I do, I do like It's a Wonderful Life that you mentioned. Uh, but the, 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 for me, the number one is White Christmas. That's one that every Christmas season, yeah. no matter how crazy it is with grad school or whatever, I need to sit down and watch White Christmas. I love White Christmas point. also. I've, I, I don't think it's ever <laughs> been missed in my life. Yeah. I do need to say, though, Todd... <laughs> In uh, classic nitpick fashion. Uh, at some point recently when watching it, maybe, like, since I was an adult, I noticed a plot element that made me scratch my head White Christmas. Um, and maybe you've seen this all along, but... <laughs> Probably <laughs> <No>. not. <laughs> so they go up there to Vermont, and they're, they're big stars, and they decide to help uh, this uh, struggling in to get uh, visitors to come. They're going to put on a show so that guests will come. In the meantime, something like it was like 500 cast and crew. They have to rent <laughs> out space yes. for like 500. Cups. Like, are there any rooms left for actual customers? That's true. I had never this. thought of that. Yeah, I, I. It was sometime recently. I was like, oh, that kind. Mm. It's like when you realize uh, Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. It's like, why didn't the bad guy just hand Harry a pen, a port key quill at the very beginning <laughs> yeah. instead of forcing him to go through the entire Triwizard Tournament in order to touch a port key when he could turn anything into a port key. It's like, oh, I liked it. I still love the fourth Harry Potter, still love White Christmas, but there's this one big plot hole where it's like, oh, they kind of didn't have to do everything they did at this point. Yeah, I still love White Christmas. You didn't, right, you did not succeed in ruining it for me. I am extremely partial to Home Alone. Ah, okay. I do not care about the sequel. It's a classic. But the original Home Alone, I love. Yes. Cannot get enough of that. Uh, White Christmas is on my list, but I, I feel like it it transcends the list. It doesn't even need to be on there. <laughs> um, Muppet Family Christmas is very good. I, I, I mean, you, you might notice Joseph and I came from the same household <laughs> yes. with this list. Um I'm trying to think of things that he didn't say. Oh, the uh, the animated How the Grinch Stole Christmas deserves a mention. It was that not, one is not in my top four. Deserves a mention. Though. That yeah. is, yeah, honorable mention. Definitely great. I feel like the main thing, the thing that I feel most personally connected to is Home Alone. That's the mm-hmm. one where I'm like, that's the one I want to watch. Yeah. Did you ever in your life imagine what traps you would set <laughs> if this scenario took place for you? Probably. <laughs> yeah, start to, start to line up in the house. Uh, this is where I our, our home was not quite as well equipped. We did not have a BB gun. We did not have a laundry chute. <laughs> yeah. We did not have a furnace in the a, basement. Low torch. <laughs> yeah, so, so we were missing some things that really are the classic moves of <laughs> Kevin McAllister. But, yeah, I had some thoughts. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, well, listeners, uh, in the notes, uh, besides commenting on any of our completely made-up Christmas specials, feel free to let us know what your favorite, favorite Christmas specials or movies are, and maybe next year we will uh, talk about one of those when we get around to December. That wraps up this episode. Thanks for joining us. Please subscribe to the Protagonist Podcast in iTunes, and please leave us a review. Links to things we've talked about in this episode are at protagonistpodcast.com. That's also where you can find a list of all of our shows, and you can suggest stories or characters for us to discuss or give us any comments or corrections by emailing feedback at protagonistpodcast.com. We're also on Twitter at protagonistpod, at Todd K. Mack, and at Jay Dorowski. Our producer, Andrew, is at Andrew underscore Dorowski. And our Facebook fan page, where most of the discussion about our episodes takes place, is facebook.com slash protagonistpodcast. If you want to buy a topic for us to discuss or show support or thanks, uh, for the podcast with a financial donation, you can click the support link on our homepage or go to patreon.com slash protagonist. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week to discuss another great character and a great story. So long. Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas. So At first, he, he, uh, I'm sorry. I got to start over. I'm ready. Ugh, I'm sorry. I got to do that one more time. <laughs> every, cri- <laughs> every Christmas Eve, Randolph the reindeer shines his hooves. <laughs>